Welcome to the Ringo Zone. This is Kayla from the editing room. And with this episode, we did something just a little bit different. So what you're going to hear is side A, where Dylan and Evan talk about future boy Zoltron in kind of a serious tone. And then you'll hear my voice again after side A to introduce side B, in which the rest of the Ringo Zone does what we do best. So see you after this. Hey, hey, Waka Waka, welcome to the show tonight. We got a big show for you. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. They're happy. They're happy. Whoa, yes. Hey, okay, okay. Well, we, uh, we've we got a really special treat for you because Dylan and I are doing this live at the Apollo Theater. Yeah, we are. The <laughs> crowd is, hates it. Apparently. Oh, we're two white guys. We should have <laughs> exactly. the Apollo. What were we thinking? We're going to get Why? Caned. Who thought this was a good call? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But we're uh, doing Future Boys Ultron. Yeah, and this is the Ringo Zone. Yes. I am Evan. I'm Dylan. Um, we're doing a little two-person episode because uh, we got some like uh, we might have to take on some editing things. Kayla's busy, which is fine. Okay, so the, we were talking a little bit earlier before the before the show. This episode's sort of a bait and switch. Yeah, um, it, it really comes off as a season two or season, season one, one even yeah. kind of premise. Well, it's like, oh, Steven's going to pretend to be this robot and tell wacky futures for everyone. And yeah, like, not it, at all. It's, not, it's just going to be silly. So, <laughs> yeah. so you know, you know, it, it goes into some really serious stuff. Yeah, and no, it, yeah. You know, it, I really like really this one. Just it uh, goes into like adult emotions, not just yeah. like, the crystal gems are kind of kids. You know what I mean? I, well, yeah, because they don't really process. Emo- I mean, they do because like we, like people who are writing and acting them, have to process emotions. But yeah. they, they to the best of our abilities. Yeah, they're very emotionally dysfunctional. Right, people. exactly. You'd think so they'd having- be more mature after all those years, but. Yeah, and, you know, this is just a, it's just a whole kind of conversation about yeah. happiness, you know, I think. Yeah. Uh, happiness I mean, and sadness, rather. And it's funny, because we're, we're uh, you're, you're the Mr. Smiley here, and I'm the, definitely Mr. Frowny. That's definitely <laughs> true. They really fit true. these archetypes. Here's what I'll say about Mr. Frowny. Uh, I'm kind of, who, vo- did, do we know who voiced him? He's played by Brian George. According to the okay, speaker, Brian George did a great job. Like, he does a yes. phenomenal, yeah. like, he sounds exactly like like one of these old British comedians. Yeah. Here's my problem with it. This would have been a really great time to have like an old British sad comedian. Not not to take away from Brian George's performance or anything, but you always do like adding like having Mr. Smiley be played by Sinbad who's like this sort of washed up guy. It says just a little bit more about the about the character and about like kind of what they're trying to say with him. Yeah, and it's it's oddly self-aware for the actors. You know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Smiley is playing Sinbad is playing Mr. Smiley. Yeah. If he if it is, was Sinbad, unfortunately, he is I wish Sinbad. I wish it was Sinbad still because that would have been spot fucking on for him. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I, is I mean, he busy the doing? Casting. But, but yeah. here's here's my here's my thing. I wish yeah. Mr. Smiley was cast as a sad British comedian because there are plenty of them what yes. are the entirety of monty python doing right now you know like <laughs> yeah, why yeah. Couldn't they just come in they are downtrodden people exactly <laughs> they're that's their whole bit is that they yeah. are a sad like they're the british humor is very dry it's very you know we we talk about dryness but it's also very like kind of downer yeah. you know i mean i'm sure you've watched the uk office compared to the u.s office. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, yeah. there's zero hope in that show like, i just i like i just don't think tim and eric would go over very well there, I, I, you know yeah, I, mean? I feel like it would have a, a more of a bit uh, niche audience you know what i mean 
We should we should get back to Steven Universe. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see how we have me and Evan just talk for a while about comedy. We'll we'll give we you We may the, we may have trimmed some we'll of give, that. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll give you the choice <laughs> out of the Chris out of that. But yeah, so this episode I really like how it does start though with the premise and then you do get like entirely the Steven giving everybody advice that's good. You know what I mean? Like that's that's totally classic Steven. You know what I think a really big message, at least for me, that this episode kind of yeah throughout there was that happiness is a, is sort of a choice yeah you know like when he tells mr M- mr smiley uh on there the only there is no good outcome for you you know there's only sadness in your future yeah when he tells mr frowny that it's because mr frowny is just like because it's his mindset you know yeah. it doesn't matter what's happening or what anyone says to you if you go in with the mindset of this is gonna suck and i'm gonna be sad then things are gonna suck and you're gonna be sad. Yeah, I, I hate, like I hate to break it to you, but but happiness is partially a mindset. Now that yeah, that, I, w- I would say, I would agree 100 percent that he goes in like with he has the, definitely the attitude that this is bullshit no matter what. But I yeah. would also say, I would definitely give the caveat that sometimes happiness isn't a choice; it's what you're you know I, dealt with. And I think and I think that's, that's what you're fun. getting at. Yeah, so I think Mr. Brown is a combination so, but, but, of the two. Yeah, I mean, there's a and, there's and, the, the corollary, and they but definitely like, are they're, they're synergistic. If you're depressed, you're not going to be going into the world trying to be happy as a person who's dealt with depression for his entire life you know what i mean you, you go into the world being like everything's bullshit and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as much as it is just what your life is shoved into if you have like chemical depression so yeah, he's, and like, he's I think got, that, it's like, actually an interesting character if you think about it where you see yeah. someone who is depressed but is making it worse for themselves which is but, how depression that's, works but and that's that's like sort of the the twist on it you know is yeah. that mr frowny he's not frowny it's not like he's just sad he's depressed like he doesn't even have the it in him to be like really sad to like really feel things he just is like yeah, the bottom, because, the bottom I, I, of depression is this. when you don't feel anything anymore. Exactly. Depression that's, is that's, more that's, of apathy. I've, and I've been I've been there. I've been all from the from the top of like despondent to the bottom of I don't care enough to kill myself. Not that I I, I wanted to necessarily at no, that time. But like, but, the, but no, but the literally you were just nothing. Like, eh, not today. You were like, what's exactly, on yeah. TV? Exactly. Yeah, I could kill means, myself, yeah. but this is a pretty good exactly. episode of Friends. Yeah. Like, or I could kill myself or I could lay in bed until I fall back asleep again. And depression again is such a is such a dicey thing because like there there isn't one fix all like I see this yeah. this post that gets that's gets circulated on Facebook it's the post and I'm you've probably seen it where somebody posts uh this is an antidepressant and it's a picture of like the woods oh god fuck and then it that. says this is bullshit yeah. it's a picture of pills and I'm like no both are valid you, di- yeah I'm all- just like. All of the people who, if you ever say to somebody that anti medication is not the way to treat depression, and f- just suck my dick, like you don't know what you're we, talking about. We have talked about. a lot about that. You and yeah. I personally have had a lot of conversations about yeah. this because we are both uh, I'm, diagnosed. I'm, I'm, I'm bipolar like, one. I there, there is no, there literally is no medication that can fix and me. There's, I have anxiety. Exactly. Like the world's I'm most the jittery nervous sitcom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it would be, it would be a mess. But you know, uh, I mean, I remember you actually like. Evans uh working on this this project um and he he addressed uh, asked me like hey uh the character the main character I want you to try to write on this because he's a combination of the two of us and a lot of ways what that boils down to is he's kind of anxious and he's just like you know out of college I'm dealing with the fact that I'm an adult now uh, it's spooky. 
can talk about Spooky yeah, Street. So yeah, it's, where, where, yeah, but also, it's my old radio drama. Yeah. Um, you can you can just Google Spooky Street radio actually, drama. Technically, if, if you, you go on our SoundCloud, I mean, I know I don't know how much you want. Yeah, you said Google it. Uh, you can it, listen it to it if up, you want. It shows I'm not up as a, of it. it shows up as related, actually, for a lot of our episodes. I'm generally pretty all right with showing it to people, but there's one one thing that I'm just like, you got to just get past this and it's my first line in the series <laughs> that's not good but yeah but it, it but it is a character uh uh who is dealing with depression so so part of the reason that the the a big problem with the show when i was doing it was that andy's depression didn't change yeah and and that was because i didn't really have a good understanding and i understand now is that people deal with it in every different way like i yeah. i deal with my anxiety and depression by like through optimism and positivity also some medication but lots yeah. of like lots of that kind of thing you know lots of the end of this episode where it's like you know what a friend could probably pull me out of some stuff yeah but i know that's not the case for everyone because because for alternatively for me i mean i'm bipolar i before i had my because you know you kind of have like a moment where you just go super saiyan and become bipolar one but just at one point <laughs> is that what like, happened you went yeah now you have electricity yeah, just all, floating all, around yeah, you no, constantly honestly mania i would compare to going super saiyan but point of being though like i i know the old school depression where things can help and it's blah 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 but, but, I also, but I also, see that's, there is that's represented there is also Mr. The Mr. Smiley, which is there is no hope for me when I get depressed. Now I just know I'm like you mean well, Mr. Frowny. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Frowny. We it's keep like, we keep missing those up. Yeah, but no, for me it's like I know when I get depressed. Like okay, this is gonna be a solid whatever, uh, you know, two months to a year that this is just gonna be it. And there's no there's lamictal, which kind of helps, but not that much. It, it helps a bit. So it's pretty much one of those things where you're just like, guess I just accept that this is who I am for a while. So, so it's weird because I've experienced all the different. You know kinds of ways of what do you what do i do now that i am depressed? well now let me let me let me counterpoint this uh this episode is actually showing two different kinds of depression yeah i think that um you have mr frowny who kind of just has submitted to it yes and, and that is you know just as bad i i think as doing the mr smiley thing where like he's clearly you know steven also tells him that there is only sadness in your future mr smiley yeah and I think that's because Mr. Smiley is also depressed. Oh, that's like, yeah, definitely. I think he's. He, like, I mean, we always see him stressed out, angry, sad, defeated. Yeah. We never see Mr. Smiley in an actually good mood. He's never actually smiley. He's forcing a smile, which is a classic, you know, depression move right there. Um, yeah. I I know how to admit, I know a hundred percent how to act like I'm normal, and I'm hundred percent oh, yeah. not. You know what I mean? Like, and, but like uh, he's also Mr. Smiley. Yes, you know? it's in his name. Yeah. Because my initial thought is, oh, maybe he's depressed because like he's just working you know and like some like he's not doing what he wants to do and that maybe feels too obvious to yeah. say having his comedy partner back in his life is like he's kind of like he never got closure on a really bad breakup I think. yeah exactly like, yeah and i've i've been there you know yeah, like no, that's a really that, hard thing to, yeah. to go through and so i mean like, that, yeah then that kind of shows through like the way he acts he's like overworker who's overly stressed he doesn't and he's have any real yeah, yeah you know what i mean he doesn't have any real emotions and he, went, he, went, yeah, he just he, keeps trying to project happiness because yeah. like but because i again i think it's just such a, a great thing because it's kind of like the the lesson of inside out you know uh which is like yeah, happiness is emotion. Is an emotion. Sadness um, is important, but so is everything else. Yeah, you know, and, and it's sad, like, yeah, and, and sadness is. And good so many people and, are like, yeah. it's such a dangerous trap. I think for so many people, especially young people, man. Like, if you're a teenager listening to this, being sad is awesome. It's so yeah. so good for you. It's you really ahead, really yeah. It's, you gotta sit in your fucking room and you listen to your Weezer or your Motion City soundtrack yeah. or whatever you're put listening on, to. Put these on days. bright eyes and cry. You need dude, to. just get sad. Is, like, yeah. let's get sad, and, and that's. 
but that's like an awesome thing. And I, I've, and you know, that's a thing that I think that like the, the younger generation, like the more we go ahead, the more emotional intelligence we have Yeah. So, uh, because while happiness is a goal, you shouldn't strive for it to be the only thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I generally consider myself a pretty happy person, but I would, would, and I have just made myself just exhausted and sick just trying to be happy all the constant, just yeah. constant, only happiness. Yeah. Ha- happiness as if I do this, then I'll be happy. Like, then right. I'll be happy as a, as a state of being that you think you can reach. That never, that never happens. Exactly. Is, you never, is not, you never finally get this and now I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Just, you just have to be it happy. And, and it's hard. It's hard even to, it's hard to recognize that. And then it's, it's still hard once you were like, yeah, this makes sense to because like I I still struggle with that. Like I know that's the case. And yeah, I'm like about spooky street. That's that's like the difference between the two of us. I would say as people and like and that's I think what maybe maybe I'm not sure, but one of the reasons that you were like that you mentioned the first time we talked about it was that it's like you I think you do still you're struggling with and getting trying to get rid of the idea of oh if I do that then I'll be happy like oh you're yeah trying no, I mean, to purge I'm, it from yourself and you're for sure having it's hard because like and yeah and that's and the difference earlier when I was saying like well what's the difference between the two of us well I'm I'm not, m- not more realistic or whatever is that I've entirely lost the entire idea of yeah and then I'll be happy it's just life is stasis I, and I, and we'll see, and I haven't and, and I do want to keep part of it because that's what keeps that's me good yeah no I wish like, I had it still yeah but but it's it, it, but it shouldn't be where I'm at now, which is I will get this and I will be happy. Yeah. It should be I am happy. Yeah. And I will get this and be happier. Like I mean, you know, my, this will yeah. make me happier. I, I think I've probably made this point because I so strongly believe in it. Um, is that and here's the it's I call it the fault of the Jedi. Yeah. Or or, or why Anakin turns to the dark side because yeah. the Jedi are supposed to teach how to control your emotions. Yes. Yeah, We're not, on board so yeah, far. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah not suppress them. I think I have, yeah. I think we have talked about, we this talked about them when I'm visiting you actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So no, then we definitely didn't fucking record. No. Nah, yeah. Yeah. But, but so that's the problem is, is, you know, having control over your emotions is not the same as just suppressing them. Right. Because you suppress yeah. them, you bottle them up and they rise up in a fiery thing and you betray your best friend in the entire Jedi order. Um, <laughs> And it's a Kills whole bad thing for the galaxy. Yeah, but if you are in kids. control of your emotions, then that's if you're able to keep them in check. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it's, I think it's important where like when you know something is bad for you, like getting into a relationship that you know is going to be bad, or ending yeah. something that you know is bad. That's like you definitely need to be able to turn off your emotions for a second and be like, let me make a rational decision. Or yeah. otherwise, feel your shit, guys. It's that's it's important. But well, th- and you know, mo- emotionally motivated things aren't exactly. I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about turning off your emotions entirely. No. But I think having the ability to and then using your own discretion is important. Exactly. And again, if there if you are depressed and there are no emotions left to turn on, there's there's lots of different ways of uh If you're depressed, try to see a therapist, try to see a psychiatrist. Also That's what they're there for. Treat yourself better fucking you know to deal with that shit. And if it's something where it's your environment and that's not changeable right now, don't worry, it'll change. It it, yeah, it, oh, it inevitably does. Yeah, it's like that old gay. You know what I mean? The thing about yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, it, they, gets, it just better. gets better. There you go. Is, but we, can we are being, we allowed to make that for yeah, people? With instead depression? of being gay, it's about being sad. And if I guess if you're sad about being gay, it, then that well, then, that, we get, then yeah. that ad echoes back. And there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to do this again. Apparently, I can summon dead memes like back to life, and I can just summon lesbians. So, if you're a lesbian or gay man, send us fan mail. Is the gays in a joking context okay to say? If yeah, not, I don't know. Actually, sorry. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to bring that up. Next I, I've episode. done if... this before. Just said lesbians send us fan mail, and it happens. So, so maybe I can do it twice. We'll see. 
this episode didn't have like a ton to talk about besides like i think we this was a better that. discussion just, I, think, I think there was a ton to talk no, yeah, about no, i would say though it's, this episode was a great seed for all the stuff we talked about yeah this because there was a less, ton about the episode yeah it's a much more unconventional episode than we usually do we, we're talking about feelings and comedy and whatnot but i mean what do you want us to do talk about hey did you notice that in the back of the funnel arcade you can see they attack the light thing like cool but like, you know I mean, what I you mean? Can, which like, is it, was, awesome. it was funny when Onion had the crowbar. Like, yeah, but like, I don't know. We talked about some real shit. There you go. There's your fucking episode, kids. Boom. That was a great episode. Thanks for watching. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back soon with uh, another one, and we'll be a little more wacky. I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for listening, guys. Serious Ringo. It's not. Yeah, it's not always. We don't always get to sit down and like actually yeah. have. Well, there's so many of us. So goddamned yeah. many of us. Oh my god, yeah. It is hard sometimes. So yeah, this was a cool one to get to sit down. Thanks for thanks for listening. And we'll catch you later on the Ringo Zone. Same Ringo Zone, same Ringo Network. Yeah. Peace. And now for just a little bit of levity, side B. Hello. I am future boy Maxtron. Please insert a quarter and I will tell you your future. I inserted the coin. I see a Ringo Zone episode in your immediate future. How unfortunate. <laughs> Welcome to the Ringo Zone, everybody. I'm Max. Who who, who else is with Max? Sabath, the guy. Yeah! Sabath is here. Everyone loves that guy. It's the man, surprised. the myth, the legend. Because he shows up that's... so infrequently that I'm not even sure he still exists. Mm-hmm. No! That's 100% approval rating, though, so that's you know, true. it works for him. <laughs> And who are you talking about mans and myths and legends? I'm I'm Mickey. I almost just said a different name. Well, <laughs> I don't know why you would call yourself anything but Mickey. I know. That's your name. It's not like that's I'm, who, that's it's who not you've like been I'm, since birth. It's not like I'm constantly going on an anniversary base like identity crisis or anything. Exactly. It's not like we've ever called you anything different or that you identify as something different when you're not on the Ringo Zone. Oh yeah, exactly. And there, there's another person here who's that. Uh, I'm Kayla, and I have an annual identity crisis, even though my name is actually Kayla. <laughs> Uh, so, we're talking about Future Boy Zoltron, fucking Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah. That's that the response to this. Probably they sums up my enthusiasm. Future. I'm gonna say, I like this episode a lot, actually. Like, uh, during the recording, all of you were like, this is my favorite. So, this is weirdly one of my favorite episodes. I, I, don't, I don't hate the episode. Since I can, since I can just insert the sound of a mediocre plop to to sum up my emotions for it. I'd like to know why you like it so much, Max. I don't know. And kind of the goal of this recording is to explore and figure that out. You're the star today. We actually have like a, a, a story to this episode. Like we just slowly reveal This is like why the Max children's book of the Ringo Zone. It's like a choose your choose your own adventure <laughs> for, for why Max likes this episode. There's just, well, keep... for one thing, I really... Like, the more Steven Universe gets into its plot, the deeper appreciation I have for the human-oriented Beach City episodes. There's also Mr. Smiley as a character who, like, we barely get to explore, and I'm glad that, like, we get a little more of his backstory. This guy has, like, a storied life, and has tried a bunch of things. He was a fucking R&B singer for the Big Donut. He was a fucking, like, comedian, part of a duo act at one point. Like, performed a stage, and we'd get, like, packed houses with standing ovations, even. 
And then, like, even now, like, in addition to running the Funland Arcade and the Amusement Park, he also still finds time to host, like, Underground Wrestling and the fucking annual talent show and Beachapalooza and shit, yeah. So, I kind of admire how Mr. Smiley just kind of, even though he didn't succeed at doing what he wanted to do, really, although it seems like he did enjoy some success, he just never stopped doing it either. He's an entrepreneur. He seems so stressed out all the time. He is. <laughs> he hasn't seen a bed in three days. That's yeah. not this episode, but Wrong I want to know, know how much his cheeks fucking hurt. Oh, God. Is he smiling all the time? I think that's just his natural face, man. I think his face just does that. Some people have resting bitch face. He just says whatever the fuck you want to call this. He has Ochoa syndrome. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> is that's that a good. thing? Because Sabat, Sabat's always got a big old smile. So yeah. Well, no, not just that. I actually, there's a doctor named Doctor Ochoa who discovered a syndrome where you know that thing your mom used to say to keep making that face and get stuck that way. That's a real thing, and it's called Ochoa syndrome. Real? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! That's this amazing. This is too good to be true. I, I feel like Ochoa. you're making this up. It's fucking Ochoa real. Syndrome. Look it up. Yep. Yep, genetics home reference, Ochoa syndrome. Oh my gosh. But like, what kind of face? <laughs> it's like... not just facial expressions, though. Urinary problems and unusual facial that expressions. That is a very weird group wow. of things. Oh my god. Uh, and here, and here, I, here we, I went into this, into this recording thing, and man, we're not going to have something to talk about. But, <laughs> oh how wrong I was. The Ringo Zone brings you... Medical stuff. <laughs> Ringo sound is like the worst version of WebMD. And like, this is the best time to have Dylan, and he's not here. So yeah. obviously, we need an episode with Mr. Smiley having to piss on. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, this is one of those moments where I just kind of slide into. I don't realize that I'm actually in the recording. I'm just listening to it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a fugue state, being like, yeah. Okay, well, how about Kayla? You give the plot summary then. Um, Get out of your fugue state. Okay. Explain no, this episode without um, using a chain back into existence. Okay, so um, Steven is really strong and uh, wrecks another one of Mr. Smiley's arcade games. Um, so he gets into cosplay and um, through convoluted plot um, just spends the day telling people's fortunes. Which it seems like a fucking dream job for Steven. Like he that just seems like something he would fucking love to do. Just just, you know, um just give like really like happy advice to to everyone who comes to him. But I feel like Steven's the kind of person who, if he thought of it, would like give other people money to let him give them <laughs> advice. <laughs> like Maybe. Steven has the psychologist is in. And and when you leave he gives you a nickel. Um nobody okay, it's always Lars and Sadie, and they never notice that it's just Steven in cosplay. How, like, like I, I, I could expect Lars to not notice because he just doesn't care, but like, how does Sadie how does, yeah, how does Sadie not that? pick up on the voice she literally hears every morning, first thing? <laughs> and half the time, it's a voice she hears before some horrible shit happens to her. How does Steven, Steven how, does should the, be a yeah, how does Steven's voice not become PTSD for Sadie or other members of Beat City? But that might they might actually just kind of be nodding to that at this point, you know, where it's just like, yeah, it's Lars and Sadie, and yeah, it's Steven in cosplay, and yeah, they don't know God bless that him. it's him, you know, yeah, because, you know, that's, all, that's how it always goes, so now it's just how it's going to go from now on. Also, PD, we saw PD twice 
in this episode. Oh boy. Twice. And he did literally nothing. He didn't, he did literally, he didn't get to say anything. Like we opened the- Classic Petey. We opened the episode on Steven like asking Petey a question and Petey doesn't even get to respond. And that makes me really angry because I really like Petey and he's in what, five or six episodes out of he's like- He's probably the most baller Beach City character. Yeah. Yeah, he's so most relatable. Twice. He's just got his shit together. That's why you never see uh, him. So that frustrated me. I like uh, Fryman and Ronaldo to send Ronaldo that big hug, to, and it's great. Ronaldo had to go to a fortune-telling machine to be like, does my father actually love me? <laughs> like, at what at what point, like, why did his validation have to happen to such a, an aside in this episode? <laughs> because it's Ronaldo. Ronaldo's not going to believe a human. He's going to believe a future-telling robot. Actually, that's, that makes so much that's sense. true, but he brought... Um, Mr. Fryman and Petey with him to ask Zoltron <laughs> about it. Suitcase Sam, what was his medical issue, you think? We gotta speculate on this. Um, his Ochoa syndrome. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. He secretly has Ochoa okay, syndrome. Okay, sure, let's go with that. He's peeing all the time and he can't change his face. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. And now we get to the part of the episode that honestly makes me groan mr frowny like, i love that guy uh like you literally grow mr frowny is my least favorite kind of person oh, please get into that I'm hurt. but like i've had friends in high school that were the type of person where no matter what you said to them you could not cheer them up and i will and i will i will i will make it clear those friends didn't have like legitimate depression because I understand you can't control legitimate depression. The people I'm talking about weren't actually depressed. They were just whiny, mopey people that you could not make smile no matter what. Like they forced themselves into sadness. Can you can you give Mr. Frowny the benefit of the doubt? I can give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying it like it stirred up those memories inside of me and it was oh. a gut reaction. Which, if he's depressed, then that, yeah, that changes it, but... Well, I mean, it kind of sounds that way, but because Mr. Smiley um, was just talking to Steven about how um, he was always trying to make him laugh, and he couldn't, and that doesn't sound like somebody who's just kind of, like, mopey, because Mr. Smiley is, like, really bright kind of person, you know, and people... Uh, I, I think he's the kind of person who, when you're around him, he just kind of, like, radiates this kind of, like, positive energy, and you, you, like, can't help but get caught up in it, unless you're, like, actually legitimately medica medically depressed. Um, so, you know, I'm sure Mr. Smiley was bummed out by that, because, you know, he's, his whole thing is that he's, like, a really happy person, and, you know, he owns a, he owns Funland, you know, so, like, his whole thing is that he makes other people happy, and when he couldn't make Mr. Frowny happy, um, you know, and like in my notes it says gay question mark. Um, so it, no, it, you it, know, like, I'm just I'm just gonna no, say no, it. No, 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 let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. Like re regard regardless of whether or not like if you want to read into if you want to read into their relationship as as a romantic one, then you can do that like for you if if that you know helps you connect to the episode. I personally don't, but even if it's just a really strong friendship stress of being close with somebody who has depression is like really super real and i've been on both sides of that wall i guess so i i just was like yeah this isn't my favorite episode and now i'm just talking about this like at at length about how much it means to me i de i definitely i think this is one of the reasons i love the episode so much is i relate to this stuff on so many levels actually 
Because speaking as someone who has tried and failed to launch so many projects, it's already bad when like you can't connect with a friend or whatever, but there is nothing more frustrating than when you are not gelling with somebody that like you're trying to create something with. For whatever reason, you came together and you thought it was a good idea to work with this person to make a thing happen. And it's not happening. Speaking speaking to that, though, it sounded like the the relationship, you know, be it friendship, work relationship, whatever, between them was like really, really over. And it also sounded like it didn't end well. It begs it begs the question, why did Mr. Frowny come to town at all? Well, th- no. that's that's the thing I love is because on some level, he did cherish the relationship they had and what they were doing. And I think a lot of people never even fully get over all the failures and all the non-starters. Well, I mean, people like Mr. Frowny probably don't, but people like Mr. Smiley, you know, well, how, do they, how dare they be so happy, you know, probably I mean, but that's do like, move on. Like, depression, like, I'm not saying Mr. Smiley has depression, but I'm saying, like, you can mask bad feelings, and someone being happy on the outside doesn't necessarily mean they are. Yeah. No, that's that's true. That's I'm not true. saying I think Mr. Smiley's like secretly this super depressed sad sad, yeah, but like I'm I saying don't. he's got he's got that he, negativity to him and does, it comes out. He, he does too much. Like he does too many fulfilling things to, you know, be like clinically depressed, I think, Mr. Smiley. Just like he you know, because when, when you're clinically depressed, you just you it's hard to do anything and he has like ten jobs. It really and, is. Yeah. Um so but so I don't I don't think he's like you know masking any like medical conditions or anything like that. But I I do think that you have a point that he you know probably does have some regrets and like it's clear it's clear in this episode that is not actually where he wants to be. Like despite seeming really happy with what he does do in Beach City. Like, he does regret that it never worked out with his act. Mr. Smiley and Mr. Frowny and everything that went through them is complex and there is no simple answer and there's not even really a solution. But both of them put in the work to make some kind of moment happen. And even if it's not fully clear... They got closure. Yeah, they got some kind of closure. This is really kind of atypical of a kid's show. Like, they do the bit, Mr. Frowny says, like, he finally gets the joke. And honestly, I don't fully understand what he means like that. But also, I don't feel like I need to. It's a really kind of, like, adult way of parsing relationships and emotional issues instead of, like, spelling it all out for kids. And so, you know, as a piece of children's entertainment, maybe this is not a great episode. <laughs> because life doesn't have easy answers and life doesn't have perfect like closing to chapters but this is like maybe as good as you can get sometimes and sometimes good is good enough and i really love that about the story presented in this episode and i think that's why it's one of my favorites nice Something else I do appreciate about this episode is, and it, uh, your statement about how not a lot of kids' shows do certain things, is in most shows, if they were going to tell this story of, like, two friends who do a thing together and 
stop doing it for like 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 you're tuning in at a really strange part of a relationship exactly it's not a it's not a canned produced and like you're just kind of like walking in on it like kayla said with this really weird part and you're just sort of like it's just like it's again the show's from steven's perspective so like steven you're just kind of like (laughs) oh this came out of nowhere like steven oh none of his business, you know, but he but follows, follows the God, adults through their emotional roller coaster. I was going to say, even though I was pretty bored for this whole episode, um, after hearing all your explanations, I can at least appreciate it because, to me, I feel like uh, Steven Universe as a show is, at some points, at least with everything having to do with the people of Beach City, like, they're just trying to represent every single possible relationship dynamic known to man <laughs> in cartoons. <laughs> Sure. Uh, so this sort of episode is kind of like if you're in the situation where you had a falling out with somebody, this is how you should like not how you should, but this is re- this is what reconciling is. This is what getting closure is, and this is forgiving or coming coming to terms with something. So to me, that's what Mr. Smiley and Mr. Frowny were like. They they came to terms with each other. They understood each other. They know that they can't go back to the way things were, um, but they're still. You know, they were able but to. But that doesn't closure. mean it's completely over. Yeah, yeah, I, and that could be except for anything. Nothing, nothing's ever fully closed. But I feel like this is like a representation of closure in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, Steven Universe is funny for all like the really kind of mature topics you wouldn't expect them to, and they get into shit with like PTSD and sexual abusive harassment yeah. and abusive relationships and all this different stuff. And this is weirdly like the most Tame. adult it's episode. It's like very quiet, yeah. So final thoughts for everyone but Mickey. Okay. Kayla, what's your final thought? Um, I guess my final thought is that this is an episode that is good for interpretation. Um, like you can you can definitely read this episode however you need to read it in order to get meaning out of it. Um, and I know there are a couple of episodes of Steven Universe that do exactly that, but um, I think this one is probably one that I watched most recently. You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> it is literally the episode you watched most yeah. recently, Kayla. I was like, unless you were watching shit. another episode while In recording my head, this. I was like, fuck, how am I going to conclude this thought? <laughs> well, you did there an ace's job, kid. <laughs> you were very literal. Yeah. Yeah, no, for up, that. up until now, you're on a secret <laughs> probational basis. We were going to kick you out of the Ringo Zone, but. Thanks to that bit of genius, you get to stay. In fact, whenever I start a sentence, I have no idea how I'm going to end it. I'm, <laughs> I am just, like, always laying the track as I'm in the train. And sometimes I run out of track, and I just have to fucking no, go over. I just, the train crashes, you know? <laughs> so, Sabat! Sabat, final thoughts. My final thoughts is I'm only upset that I don't think there's been an episode that has taken place in less areas than this one. Oh yeah, it was all entirely like in one spot. One spot and a bus stop. (laughs) My final thought, this is an episode that I like very muchly. Goodbye guys. Thanks for listening to the Ringo Zone. Have a good night.